Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Beth Christine. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Beth. And today we are talking about a few movies by Satoshi Khan. And those movies are Beth. Uh, Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, and Paprika. That's right. Before we get started on any of them, I had never seen any of these three films. Um, I heard about Satoshi Khan through an Every Frame of Painting video, and I watched I watched like a like the last little short film he made, uh, which I think is just called Good Morning, and it like, it was a cool little thing, and I liked all the stuff I saw from the video, and I was like, well, gotta gotta watch this, gotta watch this shit. Um, uh, so Beth, how about you? Well, I had never seen Paprika, but I've seen the other two. I think about five times each. Oh, wow. <laughs> I watched Perfect Blue so many times. <laughs> um, well, because first I watched it in Japanese with subtitles, and then I watched it in English, and then I just kept going and going. Um, can't remember exactly where I heard about them. Um, I think a friend had told me about them, but he hadn't seen him, he hadn't seen them himself. Uh, so. I went and did some investigating and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like once you start getting a little bit deeper into like the whole anime thing, like you'll start hearing about this guy's stuff. Cause like he's definitely not as like commonplace as something like, uh, like Miyazaki or whatever. Right. But, um, like, you know, like once you dive in just a little bit, it's like, oh yeah, you'll start hearing about all of his movies. Right. Um, so, uh, good, good segue into Perfect Blue. <laughs> My first note about the actual movie is, uh, please move the eyes closer together. <laughs> no, I had some, like, I had a weird dream about, who, who was it? Um, the manager? Rumi, or... Rumi, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, she was in my dream last night. I, don't, <laughs> I can't remember why, but. <laughs> nice dude. Hey, Rumi. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's it's that character and, like, the, the creepy dude. They both had, like, the spaced out eyes. Right. Um, and I was like, just, just move them. Like, the, the humans don't look like that. Right. Um, especially because, like, there's so many, like, realistic features to everybody. Right, exactly. Yeah, everyone else. It feels else... weird when there's not. <laughs> right, yeah. Everyone else looked pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they all actually looked Japanese. Right. Oh, well. yeah. Like, the the one who looks the most anime is the main character. Uh, is it Mima or Nima? Mima. Yeah, because it sounds like Nima throughout the entire Mima movie. Rin. Um, no, th- there was actually, like, one part. There was, like, a billboard with, like, an like an anime character, and it looked so just, like... <gasps> That's right! The eyes were fucking gigantic. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, a, it was, like, a 90s anime sort right. of thing, where, like, yeah, like, it had, like, the really, like, jagged hair. Right, and it was the, like, pink. M- fucking huge eyes. Right. Like, I was, like, oh, yeah, like, so this is, like, this is, like, this is what anime looks like in this anime movie. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> my second note was, um... Uh, 1997 and the internet. <laughs> right. No. Um, there are so many movies that we've gone over that came out when I was like born. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually hadn't known like when this movie was made. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I don't yeah. know how Rumi knew so much it, about it. Well, the, the, it's, um, there's, there are, there are reasons for that, um, which we'll get into a little bit later because I don't want to jump right into spoiler stuff. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it's weird that, like, her adult 
manager, like her older manager, knew more about the internet than like she did as like a teenage pop star. Right. And well, like when I think about it, I know why she knew. But then it's like, it's so weird just to look at like, like a middle-aged woman teaching a a young girl. It's insane that like when, you know, uh, like back when we had like a Windows 3 computer, uh, my grandma was the one teaching me how to use <laughs> like a computer, right. like taught me everything I knew about it at, at the time. And now, like you know, technology moves so fast. It's like, uh, like right. she like she has no idea how to like do anything now. Right. But uh, let's see. Like let's. Uh... <laughs> one of my <laughs> one of my notes is uh, what is real. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um... I love that. I love the whole mm-hmm. thing. You never knew what was going on. And I like, again, that's the thing. You have to watch it oh, yeah, a like, few times to really right. understand it. She, Mima's obviously just going insane anyways mm-hmm. because, you know, she didn't want, she just feels so much pressure. Yeah. And, uh, like the anxiety is really getting to her to right. the point where like, yeah, she like, you know, she, like she's, she can't keep track of. Because, like, it, it's it's a similar thing on a much smaller, on a much bigger scale than, like, what, you know, I'll experience sometimes. Like, just get really busy, and then all of a sudden, like, you, like, like wait, what, what day is it? Right. <laughs> and... So, yeah, she starts to do things that she regrets, and then the whole time she has people fucking with her. Yeah. You know, it, get, it gets so bad that she starts to... She, like, yeah, like, and they're, like, uh... You know, she's getting presented with enough evidence, like, oh, maybe I did do this thing that she starts believing right. she did, especially because um, the the fan website that's pretending to be her, like, saying exactly what she did every day. And it's like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> like, and not not even just what she did, but also, like, what, what she's she, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, like, um, the best thing about this movie um, was that, you know, we watched it. And it it leaves you it leaves everything open enough like not to where it's like oh for interpretation right. but it's like uh, it doesn't it doesn't tie a nice little bow on every single thing at the very end like oh this was because of this this was because of this and like right. um it makes so you think it like it kind of yeah it left us like wait what about that and what about that and then like we had like a nice discussion about like. Oh yeah, like it makes sense that this person was doing this because of that. Like, right? Like, oh, and she, like you know, she was manipulating this guy. Like, she was manipulating the creepy guy. Like, throughout the entire movie. Right. And like you know, that's why I thought there was another Mima. And uh, I, I, if I had like one complaint about the movie, I would say that maybe uh, Mima's a little too ditzy at the beginning. Because like you know, I, I guess maybe it's because I expected like a more like a like a, a more intelligent uh like lead right and i guess like it's just she came from having like just so much fun yeah and being happy and just like pretty yeah. much carefree because her dream had pretty much came true mm-hmm. um she went to tokyo to become a pop singer that's what right. happened and um, then all these people are just kind of telling her what her next move should be right and the ratings for her band right or like her group they're going down and well they were going they were going up once she left right once she left but yeah. i mean okay yeah that they they just did way better as a duet and yeah. like i mean the whole time you can see um 
her friends or her ex band members there they're just so like oh yeah she's she's doing great you yeah. know uh and they, they she's just like they're like eternally like freaking out <laughs> and they're just yeah i mean they're celebrating and everything because they're doing so good but they they have no idea right you know they're just happy and it's 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 crazy because she went from that to yeah <laughs> going <laughs> actually insane and it's like, yeah, she, like, has this whole thing, like, she kind of d- doesn't know what she wants. Because, like, you know, part of her does want to do the actress thing. But, like, she also doesn't know if she wants to do it because she wants to or if it's because, like, you know, she's told that she wants to. Right. And, you know, she, she'd probably be fine with being an actress. But the the, uh, the agent she has keeps, like, uh, basically signing her up for smutty roles and... Right. Like, uh... Well, and then it's... One agent is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, she needs to do this. She needs to get over this hurdle as an actress. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she she needs to be an actress. And then the other one's like, no, no, she's a she's a yeah. pop singer. Like, this, yeah. is, this is what she wants to do. This is her dream. Right. And she's just, you know, sitting there letting everyone tell her what to do. Right. Until she starts doing stuff that she regrets immediately. Right. And, but she can't take it back now. And uh, you find out later, because, you're like, the whole time... You're like I wonder. I, I started to wonder if there was going to be a good payoff for the like you know everything that's going on. It's like oh like is she just the killer? Like I kind of I guess like you know like oh it's it's a twist. And I was like I I, I like you know, I guess that's it. And uh, like they when they say that it was a roomie, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> like, Dude yeah. When I first watched it, I actually. It just, that actually just snuck up on me. Oh, yeah. It, and, like, yeah, it totally does. But then, like, because as soon as it happens, like, you know, you realize all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, she's trying to live vicariously through her because she couldn't be a pop idol because, you know, she's, like, chunkier and has eyes on opposite sides of her head. Right. <laughs> um, well, and she also probably, probably like, maybe can't, can't sing. sing. Yeah, like, that sort of thing. Just, like, you know, she's not, like, she's not the image of a pop idol or whatever. Right. And so, like, you know, she starts dressing up like Mima and everything and, uh, like, trying to get inside her head and playing on the fact that she's confused. But, like, you, you see throughout the movie, like, you know, every single time, like, you know, she's, like, talking about acting or whatever. She's like, oh, no, you don't want to act. Like, she, like she, whenever she sees, like, you know, kind of, like, dirtying her image or whatever, um, she, like, you know, there's the, the, the rape scene or whatever where, like, she, where she's uh, filming the rape scene and... Uh, she like leaves the room. Right, she's crying because yeah, because she doesn't like she like in her in her twisted mind like yeah, like no no she's perfect she's perfect right like, she's like she soiled yeah. the reputation of Mira and ever like everything's yeah. ruined um and then then like after that just slowly she starts to seem a lot more nonchalant yeah like oh like don't don't worry about that because yeah she she's trying to take over as as a uh, Mima right. And then, like there, there were a few things like the the letter, mm-hmm. or someone getting like killed. She was just like, just just don't worry yeah, about don't it. Yeah, don't even worry about you know? it. So there was that. But then eventually she starts to, you know, like, uh, what what was her other agent's name? I don't remember. Okay, the um, guy one. Yeah, the guy one. He was just like, oh, the, I mean, there's a few smutty scenes in this next role, but yeah. don't worry about it. And she kind of she kind of just smiles like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So I think. That, that part right there threw me off because I was like, oh, maybe she's finally just warming up yeah. to the idea that 
like Me- oh she's dead like she doesn't have to be right you know like Mima is an adult she doesn't want to be a, a, pop, a pop singer anymore right you know she like it's her life that that's what I was thinking and then it's mm-hmm. like no not at all then it's great I, it's a really good sort of turnaround because then like you know when it leads you to believe that it's Mima doing all these things it raises so many more questions than it would have answered because it's like who the fuck's the fanboy? Like, right? And like, even even after we finish watching the movie, and it's revealed that like, you know, Rumi's the the person killing everybody. It's like, wait, wait, was that guy even real? Because like, for a while, like when she when it was first revealed, I was like, oh, maybe like they're they're supposed to be like the same person because like they both had the spaced out eyes. But it was um like it was just some like crazy obsessed fan that she right. was taking advantage of. Right, and that she really really. Took advantage of that guy because it's like, I mean, you see him just like, like he thinks Mima's like a goddess. Oh, yeah. You know, um, he doesn't want anyone to see this like, you know, like the porn. He buys all of the magazines. Yeah. He doesn't want any, at the at the very end, he's so convinced that she's an imposter that he's completely okay with like. Killing her. Killing her and raping her. Yeah. You know, because he's just like, no, no, this isn't. This isn't real. Like, you're not. Well, yeah, he, he's like, yeah, he's convinced enough that it's not her, that he's going to kill her. But he's like, eh, it looks enough like her, I right. guess. <laughs> he's, he's a freak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's a psycho. Like, um, there are some, there's some really great, um, th- like, throughout all these movies, there's a, there's a lot of really great uh, editing and uh, cinematography, like, where, like, the combine, like, there's a lot of match cutting or whatever. And, um there was especially in this movie like there was this there was this scene where um like you know her days are getting jumbled together and um like they had kind of just done this scene and then like they're on set and uh like the director like she messes up the take or whatever the director's called calls take two and like it cuts to like uh the day she like woke up but like the same exact right. sequence of shots right and like and then the conversation she has is different right and it's like oh man that's so like that's so great right and then it confused like it confuses the audience yeah. as to what's going on right um there were a few like shots that i like i really like the bathtub scene mm-hmm. where she's just like under the water i don't know why that just really it really satisfied me when she's in the train and she like sees the reflection of her old self like telling her not to do this and Mm -hmm. uh the whole scene where like Rumi's chasing her yeah and it's just like oh you know she's like jumping on the buildings and everything that was cool i love how like whenever that the the fake mima like yeah like she moves around by skipping right she yeah because she's like the pure version of her all right so she's like moving around so elegantly and then you look in like the glass and it's just Rumi just running and (laughs) (laughs) running and sweating yeah (laughs) um and then, yeah, yeah, man, this is just like, it's, it's a psychological thriller, like at its purest. Right. Um, like definitely like the, it uses animation to work toward it. You can get lost in what's, what's real and what's presentation. But then like, again, like, you know, you can have a nice conversation with someone where you kind of just pick it apart and you're like, oh yeah, like that's that and that's that. Right. Um, definitely. I don't think a second viewing is required necessarily like to understand it. But, like, it's definitely, like, now that I know everything that happens, it's, like, yeah, like, watching it again is, like, oh, yeah, like, they are setting this up here and, like, that sort of thing will be really good. One very small complaint was, like, uh, well, in, like, the version we watched, 
for like the Japanese like text or no subtitles yeah. then. But I mean, I vaguely remember it like the first time I watched it. There being subtitles at the bottom, but yeah, I you know, I don't know. Like there's this one part early on, like you see like this rowdy fan or whatever, and then like later you see like a newspaper clipping. I was wondering if it was like an obituary or something. And I like, so I just assumed it was because you never saw him again, and like right. maybe the crazy fan killed him or whatever. Right. Um. But yeah, like that's uh that was a that was a small thing, but it's like, you know, it wasn't made for an American audience, so it's like whatever. Like right. I, like yeah, it would have been better if they just kind of like put a quick subtitle on there or whatever. Right. And in some of the movies, like they would kind of just like if someone like had a, wrote a note or whatever, they'd have like the person narrating it. Just to right. kind of get the point across. So it's like, okay. That, right. That the, there were just like a few times where, and I'm just like, you know, what is it saying? Yeah. Uh, the last thing I can think about is the three teenage guys. And like, I mean, you can you can kind of see maybe what the fans are thinking from them. I mean, the whole time they're they're just like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, she she's she's pretty cool. I like I like the other one better, you know, yeah. the other singer better. They kind of moved on. Yeah. yeah, and they're just like gossiping like a like a you know fans do. Right. Like oh she she's only in a few few parts in this or oh geez like well whoa why why is she doing this? Yeah, you get like a gauge of like the fan reaction to right. whatever. Just yeah. just with those three guys, and I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jamie rating. I would probably give this a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Nice, dude. No, yeah, I gave, it a, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay, so the next film we're talking about is Tokyo Godfathers. I guess the first thing, like, the first thing I wrote down, it's a very, like, original and very interesting, like, group of characters, like, a character dynamic. Three homeless people to begin with, and then, like, each of them, like, kind of has their own thing going on. They're all very different. Right. Um... And it's that, like that just right off the bat, great start. <laughs> like, right. Um, compared to the other, I mean, the stuff could actually. Oh, yeah. Everything in there could actually happen. So as to where the others are just like. Um, um, yeah, they're a lot more stylized. Whereas this one, like it has like some cartoony moments like near the end. Like definitely like the, the people are very real. <laughs> like, right. The expressions in this, they were just so good. Especially, uh. Hana, like oh, yeah. the faces he made. <laughs> um, and I mean, I didn't really... She. S- I, I don't know, because they called him he. They so. they called him he because they're they're rude. <laughs> and okay. uh, don't, well, I don't didn't respect know, the fact that... <laughs> I didn't know which one it was, because he would call himself like a homo. She, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going with she. She, okay. For those who don't know, uh, Hana is a is a is a transsexual character. Right. Man to woman. Right. Um, but like you're right though, like it's very like again it's the realistic faces thing, but then like they'll have like the the big like um, expressions like the the cartoony ones. Right. And those are those are always really great whenever like you see them pull a weird face or whatever. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right, especially Hana. <laughs> Hana was my favorite character. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so, like, way down here somewhere in my notes, I think, uh, uh, like, I, I wrote, it's, it's Miyuki, right, is the yeah. girl's name? Um, yeah, it's her and Hana are probably my favorites. Uh, Jen's also great. Right, they're all just... All three of them are great in their own. I yeah. think definitely, like, like Hana's just such a different character from what, what you see in other movies that right. it's just, like, um... And like there, there's there's a amount of self awareness, but there's also just like you know the like the person she wants to be, 
and right like so you, you, you get something very original out of it and it's like you know it, right it, it's great well and she can be like really i believe the reason why she was so attached to the baby they found in the beginning is because <laughs> it vaguely mentioned she was dumped on the street <laughs> yeah and uh, you know that's why she had like a a foster oh you know i mean yeah. it talks about that a little bit and then, you know she, now she's just like oh i'm back on the streets again yep type of thing so mm-hmm. yeah 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 and so like she was definitely yeah, th- th- like that was like where the attachment came from that was really that was a really good like way to sort of make it happen <laughs> yeah, also you know. it's like she can never be a mother right yeah that was another um, thing too so yeah, it was, it's really hard for her to see someone just like who, someone who can yeah just right, dump just, their baby on the right, street exactly yeah. <laughs> this is way later in the movie, but probably one of the funniest scenes in the film is uh, he uh, runs into this, uh, this other, like, Jin runs into this uh, other old man, like, this homeless old man uh, who's, like, dying in the street and, like, you know, takes him back to, like, his place, like, all the pinwheels and everything. And, uh, like, you know, he's, he kind of, like, he thinks he dies. All the pinwheels stop and it's like, oh. It's a really somber moment. And then, like, you know, he goes to, like, uh, <laughs> cover, like, he closes his eyelids. And, like, they're still open after he... Right, he, like, still, goes and closes. And then it cuts to the outside again. The pinwheels are, like, going again really fast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the best, it's the funniest scene in the movie. Right. Um, this is definitely more of a comedy than the others. Yeah. There... I had, like, a question. Maybe... I feel like I knew this at one point, but it was kind of about the end. But it involves, like, the old man. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got it in the bag, I think there was, like, lottery tickets or, or some, like, some sort of, like, like a like money in the bag. Because it, like, shows it at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he gives it to Jen. I would need to look that up because I'm, like... I can't really... I think, I think they use it for something. Right. And I can't remember what it was for. But, um, it de- yeah, it definitely... It definitely served a purpose. I can't remember what it was now. This is the one we watched first, so right. uh, it was a few days ago. Well, there was, like, the money that, like, you know, Jen had, like, been, yeah, saving, had been up saving up his like, daughter. But then there was something in that man's bag, and it shows it at the end. And, like, I'm thinking it was, like, he won the lottery or something, and he right. gave it to Jen. I couldn't. I, I forgot. So. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'll, I'll definitely be watching this movie again because it's really good. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I wrote down, I laughed quite a bit. It's yeah, definitely more of a comedy than the other ones. Let's see. <laughs> I wrote down a uh, Christmas movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, will this become a tradition <laughs> to watch this every year? No, yeah, it gives me that. It, yeah, that, it totally does. You know, it Especially, could... like, it has a feel-good ending. and Right. And it, it is actually Christmas at the yeah. beginning. So. I think it's New Year's at the end. Right, but, um, yeah. Great. It's a holiday movie. Watch it with the whole family. Grandma will love it. We bought the DVD. It's uh, in Japanese only. I was kind of disappointed that there was no dub because I didn't get to kind of experience like as much of the animation as I wanted to. Right. Because I was so busy reading. And plus, like you know, it, it would just be it would be good to like you know, it's funny to like read the their, their, the funny dialogue or whatever, and like you you can kind of get a sense of what their performance is like, even though right. you can't understand them. It would definitely be better to like you know hear it like performed and everything right i agree um with this one though i really love the voices and i yeah i I, compared to most i was able to get a bit more like their actual feelings oh yeah you know because i i can't understand like exactly like what they're saying like the the emotion right i can still get it which i 
generally can't if I all yeah all of the voices like you know sound really good for the characters and it's like you know if if a dub came along and kind of like just definitely took cues from how how they performed it and you know just applied that and like, did it in the English language it would be perfect right not uh, they're heroes but not just to the the baby Kyoko yeah uh but to I mean Jin helped out that old man so he wouldn't have to just yeah. die alone on the street. They saved that guy from being squished from underneath a car. That's right, yeah. Um, They're very good people. Right. They they stopped uh, Sachiko from killing herself. Yeah. And then from later killing uh, <laughs> herself and Kyoko, yeah. they, they brought this baby back to the family. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean... Turns out Kyoko was stolen by right. Sachiko because she had had a miscarriage, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was either a, it was either a miscarriage or like uh, there was that house that burned down. Well, she said because the way she described it, uh, her baby. She said that her baby had died before she was even born, and she said she was looking at all the other babies in the nursery. Yeah, no, they, yeah, you're right, because she was yeah. in the hospital. That's yeah, right. and they look so healthy, so... Yeah, it was a miscarriage. You're totally right. Um, the the look of the movie is really great. Um, oh, yeah. It has a very realistic look to it. It's, uh, it, like, dark lighting with the colors and everything, and uh, everything's extremely detailed. The backgrounds are stellar. Oh, my stellar. God. Yes, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's some of the best... It's it's some of the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of talked a little bit about the ending. It's it's completely bonkers, and it plays up the. It takes advantage of the fact that it's an animated movie and everything, and it's it's really great. Because uh, like you know it 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 plays out just sort of like you know, point A to point B movie. You know, see what adventures they get in along the way, and. Uh, yeah, the, the like the ending just goes fucking nuts, and right. it's it's so great, and like all the all the characters coming back together and like reacting in their own way because they've all taken on this attachment to the situation. Right, and it's it's really like it, it, it it's just really great. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, sometimes I'll be watching a movie, and it'll be like a great movie, but I, certain parts I'll get kind of bored. Mm-hmm. In this movie, there's like literally never. A yeah. dull moment. There's always something happening, and it's always good. Right. I I wrote down my last note for the movie is might be perfect. <laughs> no, I I was really besides the fact that it's not in it, English. In English, and I can't I can't deduct points for that because right, it's like it just like no one's done it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was thinking like you know it, that wouldn't be fair to someone. Give me a call. I'll I'll do it. I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um. No, but yeah I, yeah, I was going to ask, is there any problems you saw that I maybe didn't see? The because... only the only thing that like I the only thing I wrote down that could like potentially be a problem that really isn't one because like you know I, th- I thought about it a little bit more and I definitely didn't like I wrote down a rating on the day of I'm I, I'm still flip flopping on it um, as we speak and uh, like the one thing I wrote down was I could have used a little bit more closure on the dad thing with Miyuki. Right. Um, but the thing is, like, throughout the film, you've kind of, you've seen her, like, at the beginning, she's very, like, you know, like, oh, I didn't do it. I can go back anytime I want. And, like, you kind of, like, she she's placed it out of her mind. Like, she doesn't care about it anymore. Right. Um, but, you know, like, you know, the more she thinks about it, like, she comes to terms with the fact that she did something wrong. And, like, right. she even tries to, like, call him and apologize and can't do it. Right. Um, 
So, like, when they see each other at the end, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you can kind of assume, like, okay, they're going to work things out. Right. Because, I mean, you know, he's still, like, on the train, he's still trying to, he's trying to find her. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he doesn't He's even, worried about her. Yeah, he doesn't even care. It seems that he got stabbed. Like, yeah. He puts, uh, he puts an ad in the paper that says, angels come home. That was, I mean, I'm sure they had a bunch of other problems, too. But, I mean, I think that was, like, kind of the... Right. The last straw for her is that she thought he got rid of her cat, but he, I don't think he did because, it, you know, Angel has come home, so yeah. her cat probably ran away. Yeah. Um, She's a lot, she lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Like, in in her flashback, she was, like, a bit chunkier. Yeah, and that's right. At the very end, she, like, you know, takes off her hat and everything and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I was, at one point, I was wondering if it was her because, like, she was, she's wearing all the heavy clothing, so it's like, oh, maybe she is, like, like, you know, a little bit, uh chunkier or whatever it's like no like yeah she because like and then like it also um in the same scene where it's like showing the flashback like it kind of like starts showing hana and jen as her mom and dad right and like it it shows her skinnier so it's like okay like that's what she looks like now so is this a 10 out of 10 for you yeah i think i mean again i would still need to think about it a bit more but i can't sit there and say that it's not at the moment right see i wrote down 9.5 I'll, I'll give it a 9.8. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there was one other thing I had to say about it. Oh, I think my favorite part, or, or rather the, the part I found the funniest, <laughs> was Hannah's flashback. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, yeah, where was, she's singing and then like uh, <laughs> she beats the shit out of that guy. <laughs> That's fucking yeah, great. It, 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 that, was, that was just, yeah. I wanted to mention that because it was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it rounds up to a 10 out of 10. So it's on our favorite movie list. Right. So with that, we get to our last film of, of the evening, which is Paprika, uh, which we just watched last night. Um, my first note is this guy loves opening credit sequences. Right. Because <laughs> all three of these had like something where like, oh, like they're passing by things and like the the opening credits are on uh, like billboards or trucks or right. whatever. And this one definitely, like, had the most extravagant one. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, this one was a lot more colorful compared to oh, yeah. the other ones. I mean, obviously, Perk Blue is, like, I'm sure much older. I don't know when. Yeah. Well, like, that one's definitely... They're, they're probably all cell animation, actually. But, right. like, um, this, this one might have had, like, digital coloring. Well, like, I saw, because there was uh, one part where they were walking through, like, an amusement park dream thing. And I could see, like, the digital, like... You know the backgrounds were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, like there's um, they had a lot. Like they definitely used a lot of CG in this movie, right? Like, with the 3D elements. I I wrote down here that the uh, the lighting really stands out and it's very well done. Oh yeah. Um, like like you said, it's a, it's got a, it's much more like orange and vibrant than the other movies and like right. But like all the like just the the lighting is very dynamic and realistic and it's really well done. Right. With the others, I kind of had maybe a slight idea of what was going to happen. I had heard mm-hmm. something about them. With this, I went in. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even seen, like, a trailer. I just had seen the character, like, on a cover. Yeah. So I was like, dude, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I had heard about it was that it was really similar to Inception. And uh, so I just want to take a little side... We'll stop here and uh, say that uh, Christopher Nolan's a fucking hack 
And uh, this is a much more creative movie than Inception. Also doesn't pretend to be more complicated than it actually is. Fuck you, Christopher Nolan, you cocksucker. <laughs> Stealing from this movie. Oh, I, n- I never saw it. I never saw that movie. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like... There are, like, locations that are pretty much, like, look exactly the same. Right. I, I, the same with... Uh... I've heard, I've seen some movies where people, you know, they're like, oh, this this copied this anime movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard about that. That's like the third time I've heard about something like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't seen Inception, so, yeah. or know anything about it. Yeah, just, yeah, just assume, oh, no one's ever going to see this stupid, this stupid cartoon for babies. So, <laughs> so this has like, a, Tokyo Godfathers didn't really have it as much, but like, uh, I was in Perfect Blue. Like had the match cutting thing going on, and it really works well for the theme here. Right. Um, where you know it's dreaming and you know snapping in and out and right. dreams running into reality and everything. Uh, the dream imagery is so good. Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> there were parts where I was like actually creeped out. Oh yeah. Um, the whale. I wrote. I wrote down the whale. <laughs> the whale. The doll. Especially, yeah. especially the doll when it grows gigantic and was like busting into buildings and shit. Yeah. Um, when people started like jumping off of things, that yeah, freaked me out. With big smiles on their faces. Right. My, uh, I, I love um, like whenever they've kind of been, you know, consumed by this thing, like they just start speaking gibberish. Right. <laughs> it's so great because <laughs> like you slowly, because re- like it, the first person it happens to is the doctor, and it's like, is this just what he's like? And like he's just like rattling off all this like insane shit and you're like what is like did like did someone think this was smart right or, like, and then all of a sudden like oh no they're doing this on purpose like right. and he starts yeah like walking off like throwing himself off of, off a building or right. whatever yeah then that's probably the point when i realized oh, oh yeah okay <laughs> um so i guess i was a little confused as to who exactly paprika is is she real paprika is basically like the the big guy, um, whose name I can't remember. I'm just gonna call him Gabe. Like basically, he and the the black haired lady, like you know, created the thing. And Paprika is like, yeah, like the dream therapist. Like okay. so, she becomes Paprika in the dreams. Like so, when she's like linked up to him, she's Paprika. So like yeah, she's only Paprika in the dreams. All right, I didn't um, know if it was like. If it was like just something in her head, or if there was a more complicated reason, right? So, thank so you yeah, for it's an alter ego, okay. and like, um, we we're talking about how like you know, th- some of the like you know, most of the characters usually have like really realistic look. Um, all the characters in this movie, for the most part, like you know, some of them are a little bit cartoon. Like, like there's like the short guy with like the big huge fucking eyes, but um, or the like guy the, in the chair who was just unbelievably pale. Right. Well, like you know, like there's there's like there's like a lot of details to them, and like. You know, right. they're based in reality, whereas, like, Paprika is definitely, like, the most anime character because she's not real. Right. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I really love sort of the going back and forth between that and, like, how how different her personality becomes when she is Paprika. And, like, you know, she's just, like, kind of kind of perfect all the time. And uh, then, then suddenly when she doesn't have control, she's not. <laughs> right. Um, this is, like, one of the only movies that I've seen where, like, uh... I, I figured with the black-haired lady, I thought she was going to end up with, like, one of the two. Either, like, the detective guy or maybe the guy that turned out to be a freak. <laughs> but it's like, she you know, she ended up with the... 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I liked that. Um, I didn't think she was going to end up with anybody because I didn't. Right. I just didn't think there was going to be a love story in there. I thought um, just a little bit with uh, her and the officer. Because sure. The officer, you know. Because yeah, he liked he liked paprika. Right. Um, but yeah, no, like when they kind of pulled the thing at the end with with Gabe. I think she got married to him. Yeah, as well. she did. Like it was kind of out of nowhere, but I was like, I was okay with it because right. like, um, it's like, oh, you, I, I like both these characters, right? And also like the the character that was considered to be uh, more attractive, yeah. was actually like the freak. Well, yeah, it was a fucking insane person. Yeah. There's a really great shot in this movie where um, uh, she's explaining like how the the dreams and reality are running together, and like they're in the car and it's raining. And they have like a shot of the like the the windshield and like these two streams of rain like connect together and run into one stream. Dude, yeah, it's the it's the best shot in the movie. I didn't know if that was just me thinking that or if like that was actually intentional. But I'm like, yeah, I hope other people are going to notice this because oh, yeah. I know I'm gonna forget about like I'm gonna forget to say it in the podcast. <laughs> um, the I I made sure to write it down because it was my like I was like, oh, that's so good. Um, this movie and Perfect Blue. Both had really awesome, like, electronic music mixed with, like... Um, no, yeah, exactly. Mixed with, like, uh, orchestral stuff. For Paprika in particular, I thought it went so well with the whole... Oh, yeah. Like, jumping thing. back and forth. Right. Yeah. Um, like, because, like, when the, when the dream kind of got bigger, like, the orchestra kind of got in a lot more. Right. And then... <laughs> and it was, like, unique. I hadn't heard anything else yeah. that sounded like it. Uh, the couple... Things that made me laugh. Because, like, the... Okay, so, like, the ending, like, the dreams are running into reality. Everything's going batshit crazy. It's it's really fun. Just, like, it, it's so great. You can't, like, you can barely follow what's happening sometimes because there's just so much happening. Right. It's it, it's really fun. And um, there's this part where, like, there's, like, there's, like, this whole, like, parade marching. And, like, people are turning into, like, you know, guitars or whatever. Right. There was, like, this line of girls who were, like, like had phones for heads. And then... A bunch of guys with phones for heads like ran up and like dipped under their skirts right. because that's like a big thing in Japan of people right. taking up skirts all the time. Right, exactly. It's that was such a good gag. Right. And then my like one of my favorite scenes of the movie is uh, when the detective kind of takes control of his dream and uh, ju- like starts jumping into like all the movies, taking over the role. And uh, he like shoots the guy and goes lights out. Right, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> it's so it's like the corniest ending in the world, and um, it's like of course that's how it ends. It's perfect. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there are just like some weird things that happen, but they're just like the the guy like busting through the wall, not busting through the wall, but he's like just like he's sl- pressing up against the screen right. trying to get into the other dream, and <laughs> I'm just like yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's so much, like, great imagery. Like, and if it if it ended with the fucking, like, thing where he's just running through all the different dreams, like, taking over it, I would have been okay with, like, without some of the closure. <laughs> like, right. it just ended with the lights out thing. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I really like, like, this is a very fun movie. Um, the other ones, like, Tokyo Godfathers is a very fun movie as well. Like, it's, it's definitely more of a comedy. Right. But, um, like, this one, as working as a thriller and an action movie and like also being like it's it's a very it's it's great it's right very good last feature 
Yeah. Uh, which one would you say is your favorite? I, I, I ranked Tokyo Godfathers the highest, but like it's it's so close. With just seeing Paprika, I would have to think about it more. Um, but between like Tokyo Godfathers and Perfect Blue, I had to think for like months before mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, yeah, Tokyo Godfathers is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so I gave this a 9.5. I wrote down 9, but I just gave it a 0.5. Sweet, dude. Uh, yeah, because I mean, this is another movie I can't really find at the moment anything wrong with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't quite like it as much as Tokyo Godfather's, sure. but I, I, I still loved it. So mm-hmm. nine point five. They're, they're all like they're all such great movies. Right. It's like I don't Tokyo Godfather's is like the one I'd call closest to perfect, only because it's like it connected with me more. Well, I mean, it's it's really hard to have a comedy where you're talking about like uh, beating up homeless people and abandoned babies, and you know, like well, yeah, like you, I think I think it's just like I I cared way more about like those th- those three characters than I did about any of the other ones, right? Um, like, the other ones, it's like watching a movie, it's you know, just watching a movie and having fun. The uh, with Tokyo Godfathers is it was it was definitely like like you you care about like what happens to all all of these people, <laughs> like, right? Um. So yeah, uh, all all very good movies. Right, Satoshi Gon is the very good boy. <laughs> the very good boy. Uh, that that I think that sums it up. So, um, in a few weeks, I don't know if it's next week or two weeks. I don't, I don't fucking know. But we'll be uh, we'll be back. Chris will be back. David will be here. It'll it'll be a gay old time. So uh, we'll we'll see you then, folks. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com. 